Hi, ladies. So I have to tell you because you were my mom friends, um, we did potty training this weekend, which actually went about as well as I expected. Audrey catches on to things pretty quickly, so she actually did pretty good with it. We followed the, um, it's the oh crap potty training method. Many of you are probably familiar with it because a lot of you recommended it to me, but it, it's a book by Jamie Glowecki, I think is how you say her name. And she's really big on like taking a couple days to really like teach the skills, um, which I'm all about anyway. I love teaching kids skills. <laughs> so uh, we took a three-day weekend. Michael had the day off for one of the days. And we, <laughs> day one, we let her be bare bummed, no pants. Um, she did pretty good with it, actually. I mean, <laughs> we were watching her butt the whole weekend, though. So I just felt like by the end of day one, I was just like, I don't know, brain dead, <laughs> just like watching her little booty all day long. But we would rush her over to the potty. She would go. Um, I loved it because she, it just, I could tell it was like building up her confidence, like her self-confidence. And so that was kind of fun to see. Day two, we did, we decided to do a little potty party at our friend's house because their daughter is the same age as ours. And she, uh, when she found out that Audrey was potty training, she immediately wanted to sit on the potty herself. So we were like, well, let's do it together. <laughs> so uh, we picked up Chick-fil-A and went over and hung out with our friends and the girls did a little potty party together. And what's awesome is that I think they're both potty trained now. So um, yeah, I don't know. I guess having a little buddy to do it with is helpful. I don't know if that that was never in the book, but we just did it. So, um, yeah, she's done a couple outings now. I think it's just the concept of teaching it all at once. And Jamie talks a lot about like building up your mindset. So you're, you're not ready to give up right away. So anyway, I could talk about potty and poop forever. Oh, I will tell you though. One thing that's super funny is day one, she totally pooped on the floor and I like we were watching her butt the whole weekend or the whole day and for like a second I moved my eyes away from her and look back and there's just a big old turd on the floor so <laughs> it was just funny I like how did that even happen but anyway she's been doing great I highly recommend the oh crap potty training method just because you just you get through a couple days um I don't know. I just, I recommend it. If you have struggled with potty training in the past or you're doing it now, um, also please reach out to me if you have any questions about it. I feel like I was super interested in it because I just love behavior. And um, so I probably absorbed more of the book than the normal mom would. But anyway, yeah, so it's kind of fun. Michael thought it was funny that I thought it was fun. But um, so today we are continuing our Mom Tired series and we're focusing on our physical health. And um, I'm excited because today's episode is actually, I'm going to pause for a second and tell you, because I'm pregnant, I get out of breath really easily. So just bear with me if I like need a moment. Um, I get excited. So um, I'm excited because I'm excited, today is part one of two episodes. We're going to actually be addressing our physical health in regards to exhaustion and burnout. Um, as I was like preparing my notes for this, it started out as one episode. And then the more that I was thinking about it and writing stuff down, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. 
we're just going to split it into two because I don't, I don't want to overwhelm you guys in one episode. I also want you to get everything that is on my mind. I just want to pour it all out to you. So um, today we're going to focus more on some of the basic things around our physical health that we know, we often know we should be doing, but we're not. And we're going to talk about some of the most common mindsets that interfere with us taking care of ourselves, how we can think differently. And um, I also want to just give you some tips around each of the basics of health that'll help you overcome this feeling of exhaustion or physical burnout. Welcome back to the Mom Joy Podcast, where we believe in having joy in the journey of motherhood, no matter kids' moods or what mess is on the floor. Hey, I'm Angela Evans, and I'm a parenting and mindset coach for moms. I combine my 10 years of experience in both child behavior intervention and mindset coaching for women to help moms become calm and confident in their parenting. I mean, let's be real. We had kids with the hopes of enjoying them, right? (laughs) I'm here to help you love being a mom and love the process of parenting your kids. I believe that with God and just some little tweaks to our thinking, we can have a strong mind, body, and soul and experience the fullness and abundance of life and motherhood. Welcome, Mama. Let's do this together. All right, so I got to take a deep breath while you guys listen to that. Um, Because we are covering so much today and I know many of you guys listen to this while you're driving or doing dishes. I do want to make sure that you know that you can actually find the entire transcript of each episode over on my blog at angeljoyevans.com blog. So if you're not in the position to write something down that stands out to you, you can easily skim back through main points on the blog. So that is a resource available to you. And now some of you may already know this, but Uh, others of you may not. So for several years, I was actually exclusively a health coach. So I'm going to take a deep breath because I'm, gosh, man, pregnancy just really does it to you with your lungs and breathing. Um, So back when I was a health coach, I actually had my own health transformation where I lost a significant amount of weight. And then I decided to just walk with other women on their own journeys because it just meant so much to me, like the experience that I had and the transformation I had. So um, I did that for several years. So health is something that I'm still super passionate about. And I will work with moms on in our coaching sessions if that's something that they really want some support in. Um, So as a mom coach, I, I guess I just see my job as getting you healthy as a whole person. So I know I've talked a lot about like parenting and emotional health, but I really want to see moms get healthy in body, mind, and soul. Um, So like your physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and your parenting. Because I think showing up for our families well is not a matter of just getting healthy in one area of our lives, but in all of the areas. And I find it's really important to help moms make the step into taking care of themselves physically because the health of our physical bodies truly impacts our energy levels in our brains. It's like, that's no secret how we feel physically impacts those things. So obviously, if we are feeling physically exhausted, then that's going to seriously impact how we are able to function day to day. And physical exhaustion will take a toll on our mood, as we all know, because our brains are not able to operate at their highest capacity. So 
As we learned last week, our brains determine so much about how we experience life. Our brains determine everything, it feels like. So our brains will determine like how we show up in the world and ultimately the results we get in life. So now I know that every mom listening today is in a different place in her own health journey. So I just want to speak to the mom who is in a similar place that I was in not too long ago. Um, I used to think that for a good portion of my life that being healthy was about my weight. And I think that's the case for a lot of women, um, unless you've already started your health journey and you've dug into these things. Um, I always thought it was about losing weight and uh, just dieting to get the weight off. I didn't, I couldn't really find any other solutions beyond that because that's just our culture. Um, But over time, really like over many years, I have come to learn that there are so many basics of health that go beyond just what I'm eating. And like, no doubt the food that you eat is a hundred percent going to determine your energy levels and like how your body actually works. Like you are what you eat, (laughs) what they say, but there are also some other building blocks of physical health that go along with nutrition that we all pretty much know. Things like exercise, sleep, water, relaxation, And I think these are kind of the things that are easy for us to roll our eyes at and be like, I know, I know, but um, here's the thing. So these basics are absolutely foundational for us to create health in our bodies. And our bodies are the vehicle that allows us to show up in the world. So we, I mean, we've got to take the basics seriously. But the question is, (laughs) why are we not taking some of these basics seriously? Um, so last week we talked a lot about how our thoughts create our results. So if we're feeling physically burned out or physically exhausted and, and we're not doing the very basic things to take care of our health, it always goes back to our thoughts. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Not our circumstances. We really like to blame our circumstances for why we are not taking care of ourselves. So like the most common mindsets I'll hear from moms and I've had myself personally are things like, Uh, I'm just too busy. I don't have time to exercise or I don't have time to sleep more or have any relaxation. Um, Or another one is eating well is just too expensive. I don't have the money to eat super healthy. So both time and money are circumstances. So what, what's really interesting about circumstances is that they are completely neutral. (laughs) You are actually the one who gets to decide what your circumstances mean to you by using the power of your mind, by using your thoughts. So you get to decide what types of thoughts you have about your circumstances. So if you are saying that you don't have the time to exercise or do self-care, what you're really saying is that you're not enough of a priority to make time for yourself to exercise or relax. We all have the same amount of time. We all decide with our thoughts what we do with our time. Time is completely neutral and not holding you back from anything. The real issue is the belief you have about yourself about yourself not being worth it to make time to take care of yourself. So really, we can't blame time. We can only blame your thoughts about time. <laughs> so if you're wanting to be to believe some helpful thoughts about time, I'd encourage you to really tap into um, curiosity and creativity. Those are 
honestly two of my favorite things for just about anything with moms, curiosity and creativity. So this means thinking thoughts like, I wonder how I can make this work in my life. What changes could I make? uh, What changes could I make for me to have the time to take care of myself? What tools am I missing that could help me? So these kind of thoughts are the the thoughts that serve you. They're problem solving thoughts versus thoughts of self defeat. They're helpful thoughts. (laughs) So the same thing applies to money. Um, Money is just a circumstance. So your thoughts about money are really what matter. And again, approaching money with a mindset that is more geared toward curiosity, creativity, problem solving, that is going to serve you. I've seen so many women who finally tap into this mindset and then all of a sudden are able to come up with the money to take care of themselves. So this, I mean, I felt this way personally. So this may mean finding a part-time job or even creating a job for yourself. That's what I did. (laughs) Um, We had one income for a while and I stepped into curiosity and willingness to try new things to just basically create something for myself. I wasn't going to let lack of money hold me back. I was going to go out there and create it. So that is the power of your thoughts that is available to you too. So there are a number of thought patterns and mindsets that can hinder us stepping into fully taking care of ourselves. Those are just a couple of of examples that I want to give you guys, but there are so many. And I believe that you have the power and authority to overcome those mindsets. So sometimes we just have a hard time even figuring out what those limiting or unhelpful beliefs are, Um, like emotional eating, for example. I've worked with a lot of women on having to break through with their thought patterns so they can walk in freedom from emotional eating. So just a reminder for you mamas who are really struggling to see any progress in your health, that is something we can work on together. I have a lot of experience from being a health coach for many years and my own personal journey of getting well, and I'm very familiar with the mindsets that are needed to make changes in our health because I know how hard it is because I've been there. (laughs) So please, if you are feeling frustrated or stuck in your health, please reach out to me. You know you can get some coaching support, guidance, accountability, and working towards those goals. Um, Just send me an email at Angela at Angela at AngelaJoyHemmons.com. And yeah, I'm happy to walk with you through your journey of health and healing. We can do it together. Okay, so like I said earlier, nutrition is one of the foundational building blocks. So it's absolutely something that we could spend an entire episode on. Um, There's millions of whole podcasts and books just about nutrition. So I'm not going to go into great detail with nutrition, but 100% having the right nutrition for your body is absolutely foundational for your energy levels. So because of the focus of this Mom Tired series, um, being on exhaustion and burnout, that's the area that I really want to hone in on. So back when I was full-time health coaching, the one problem that was consistently a challenge for moms in particular was eating regular meals throughout the day. So a lot of times it just comes back to the pure busyness throughout the day of caring for kids and all the other millions of responsibilities we're trying to keep up with. So moms often eat 
a little something that they like they'll eat a little something and then they don't eat again until later in the day and then they're famished <laughs> so then they eat all the things or um, another common issue I'd see is mindless snacking again because of the busyness or emotional eating so in both of these instances we've got to have a mindset of intentionality around our eating which means deciding with our thoughts that we're going to invest a little time to come up with a plan for ourselves. And yes, you have time to do that, like we talked about. Um, but it doesn't have to be like a huge amount of time. I don't, I don't ever want it to be overwhelming. So this is just a little task you choose to do intentionally for yourself one evening. And I'm going to explain to you the science behind it and then give you the little task. So, so when it comes to our energy levels, and avoiding burnout, we have to take a look at how we keep our blood sugar stable. So if you're not familiar with this concept, you can keep your blood sugar stable by eating five to six smaller meals or healthy snacks more frequently throughout the day. So this means eating something healthy every two to three hours. And I know that is a lot for some people or it sounds overwhelming, but we're going to make it easy. So the other key besides timing of snacks is making sure that each snack or meal includes a protein and a fat. So what happens is when we are exclusively eating carbohydrates with or, or sugar, our blood sugar will spike really quickly in our body and then all of a sudden falls really quickly. So that means then we're hungry again shortly after just eating. And it's just this vicious cycle of up and down energy all day long. And that up and down energy is obviously contributing to us feeling like we are dragging because that just takes a toll on our bodies because our bodies are just trying to keep up. So in the event that we are eating once and then not eating anything again for many, many hours, our body is just like surviving off of fumes, um, literally going into survival mode. Um, storing up fat in her bodies, which I guess is a side note, but again, we are exhausted because our body is just surviving off of the little granola bar we ate earlier in the morning. So the protein and fat for each small meal is super important because that is what's going to help you feel full longer and it's going to help your body feel more stable and energized consistently throughout the day. And if you're not super familiar with nutrition concepts um, or ever done any digging into this, even the concept of like, what is a protein or a fat? Or like, I don't even know what to eat. How do I do both of those multiple times a day? I get it because I felt that way in the beginning many years ago as well. So here's a little task that I want to give you. Um, you can do this one evening for yourself and it's completely non-overwhelming. Basically, I just want you to hop on Pinterest or Google and search for these three things. So you can do a search for healthy carbs, healthy protein, and healthy fats. So there are all sorts of lists of each of these online. So you can take a look at these lists, pick out some foods that you already like, and come up with a little snack list for yourself. So each snack combo should contain those three things, a carb, a protein, and a fat. And Actually, an even shorter route is just to Google diabetic snack combos because then you'll come up with some web pages that have ideas that range from yogurt and berries to um, no-bake energy bites, which are super easy to make. Um, so once you've come up with a list of anywhere from like five to ten snack combos, just add them to your grocery list and then 
Um, you could honestly even take it a step further and sort your snacks into pre-made baggies. So they're just grab and go. So that is something that is super easy and can help you with your energy levels in regards to nutrition. All right. So exercise is another building block that we all know and love, (laughs) right? Um, some of you do, some of you are runners and you exercise really well and regularly. Um, others of us do not. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Exercise has not been high on the priority list for me. (laughs) So like right now, as we're recording this podcast episode, I am pregnant. COVID lives in gyms (laughs) and there is snow on the ground. And you know, I'm not a believer in excuses, which is what all of those are, (laughs) but I just want to keep it real with you guys. So this is an area of growth for me. And And I know it's a struggle for many moms, so I just want to give you a few ideas that I'm working on and um, things that have worked for me a lot in the past as well. So um, the first easy exercise idea is walking. It's like kind of a duh, no brainer, but it's literally one of the greatest gifts you can give your body. And this kind of movement is an activity that will energize you. So I was just talking with my doula yesterday and telling her about all of my woes of not being able to walk because it's close to zero degrees in the last week in Indiana. And she recommended making a path in our house that I can just like walk through kind of like in a circular, just walk throughout the house motion. And I I mean, it's something I've thought about before, but I've just kind of dismissed it because our house is pretty small and it's just, um, I, when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. So that's something I'm going to start doing this week. Um, I was doing it with her on our phone call, which is great. You can do this when you're on the phone with somebody, but when it's warmer out, something I like to do is called walk and worship, which is just my own word name for it. Um, I would, I, back when it was warmer, <laughs> I would just like walk around our neighborhood, listen to worship music and pray. And it just, it would fill me up in more ways than one. So I guess it's, I mean, that's something I could do in my house too. (laughs) So, um, but I love walking because it's easy. It's good for you. And it's something that you can incorporate into your family lifestyle because everyone can come along. So all you have to do is check your mindset about time or motivation and, um, you can make walking happen regularly. So another thing I am being super intentional about right now And something that I used to work with my health coaching clients on is the idea of utilizing everyday activities for movement. So there's just a lot of ways that we can be more intentional throughout our day to just create more opportunities for movement in our everyday lives. So things like getting on your hands and knees and cleaning the floor, you know, the activity that we love, (laughs) picking up your kids throughout the day more, like physically picking them up, um, going up and down stairs, parking way in the back of the parking lot and walking further to get into the store. Those kind of things add up. It's like things that you're already doing throughout your day or you could do um, that are just household related. Um, So I'm just trying to pay attention and say yes to more tasks around here um, just to keep my body moving. So Another thing we've done recently is we, we found an exercise bike on Facebook. Um, so now that's not necessarily benefiting me at the moment because I'm pregnant and sitting on a little bike seat feels super uncomfortable right now. Um, but Michael's using it and, um, it's been great for him since we're not using a gym and it's so cold outside. So it basically takes away all the excuses, um, 
That being said, you can get creative and find some affordable exercise equipment in your house. Um, there's Facebook Marketplace. You can always find things on there. There's also a store called Played Against Sports where you can get used, discounted exercise or sports equipment. So they even like sell treadmills there. <laughs> it's, yeah, crazy. So another... Another easy peasy idea that I thought of for you guys is just doing videos online. Something I've always wanted to be more intentional about. I haven't done it like consistently as much, but I know it's been really great for a lot of people. So um, I know there's like YouTube channels like Yoga with Adrian is a really popular one. Um, there's Zumba on YouTube. <laughs> Um, I've heard really good things and I've, I've checked it out a little bit, but pop sugar is one that's good and it's free. Um, yeah, but there's so many videos online, so you don't even have to leave your house. And, um, another thing I was going to tell you guys in regards to exercise, because I'm aiming to have a natural birth, my doula gave me a list of stretches and strengthening exercises that I should be doing before birth, like starting now. So I'm just leaving that here for some accountability. <laughs> Y'all check in on me. So um, moving right along with the basics, there is now, let's talk about sleep. Um, fairly obvious, but if we're not getting good sleep or enough sleep, we're obviously going to be burning out. So we see this pretty clearly when we are postpartum and we're not getting normal sleep because of baby, like we can we are physically dragging so we can't think clearly our bodies are functioning at a lower capacity however some of us still struggle with sleep beyond the baby stage so whether that is because our kids are having sleep issues um, as older older kids um, or we're having trouble going or staying asleep or maybe we're just not being intentional to go to bed at a decent hour because hey we worked we were with the kids all day and now we want some me time so i that's me <laughs> there are a lot of sleep solutions out there that I, I wanted to just kind of hit on a little bit and again it just takes a sense of curiosity you can find some solutions for sleep for yourself so um you guys sleep is so important because it's the mechanism that heals our bodies so when we're not getting enough sleep our body is not having enough time to recover from the stress and the pressures of the day before. So not having enough time to work out the chemical load of the day and it's not, it's not healing itself. So it's not uncommon to begin to see other health issues and emotional health issues start to pop up due to lack of sleep because our immune system functions at a much lower level and lack of sleep can also lead to anxiety and depression. Um, there's just a lot of things. So a few solutions we've had around our house for sleep issues. Um, first of all, for me, I have found that having a nightly routine helps me relax and go to sleep more easily. So, um, we'll diffuse lavender, which is a very calming essential oil. And we keep the lights low in the evening, just keeping a few lamps on, but turning everything else off. Um, I try to steer clear of my phone and computer TV around bedtime. Um, not super great at that. This is more important for Michael because um, he struggles a little bit more with going to sleep. But um, avoiding those things helps your brain to start naturally creating melatonin. Another thing we do is we use an app on Michael's phone called Rain Rain. That is just some soothing brook or like rain noise in the ba background. Um I also take magnesium at night, 
which supports sleep and is a muscle relaxer. Um, so that's been really helpful. And, um, I think there's something about it, like helping you to stay asleep. So that's something to look into with your doctor. But, um, Michael takes melatonin. He also reads at night to calm his body down and, um, he does some progressive muscle relaxation, relaxation, which I, I'll actually talk to you about here in another minute or so. So, um, now for us, Audrey was the source of our sleep issues for a while because she was going through this toddler transition with her sleep and was waking up frequently and it has taken us many, many months. Like this started back in August and just recently, like the beginning of February, things started to get resolved, but, um, I could probably do a whole episode on it sometime, honestly, and I I probably will. But the part I want to point out to you is that if your kids are having sleep issues, again, stay curious and creative. And I know it's so hard when you are sleep deprived, but if you can tap into that problem solving, like research online, ask questions to moms around you, talk to your pediatrician, Um, There's sleep courses online that you can buy, like taking care of babies for little ones, or um, another one is Little Z Sleep. Um, That was the one we used for the toddler stage. So your kiddos do not have to end up in your bed or on the floor. Um, There are solutions for training them to sleep in their rooms and through the night. Okay, so another building block of health is relaxation. Relaxation is what we often think of as self-care and the one that we tend to put last on the list. Uh, But relaxation is huge for us to overcome burnout and have stable energy levels. Allowing our bodies time to rest and decompress does wonders for us. Like emotionally, we reap benefits because it's time for us to think and pray. Um, It's a huge boost to our mood and our overall mental health. So relaxation is also hugely important for our physical health because resting, much like sleep, allows the adrenaline and other chemicals in our bodies to settle and it allows our muscles to melt, which was a big one for me because I used to get headaches from tension and my body would be physically exhausted from holding so much stress and never stopping. So yes, we do want to do all the little self-care things that we love and it's a little bit different for everyone. That could mean a bubble bath or reading. It could mean doing a hobby. If you aren't sure what you would even do for relaxation, do a Google search and there are lists you can find out there for self-care ideas. Now, in regards to muscle tension and stress, there's an activity I like to teach that I mentioned briefly earlier, and it's called progressive muscle relaxation. And again, you can Google this or find videos on YouTube to guide you, but essentially you will lay down on your bed and you will progressively work on tightening and releasing your muscles starting from your toes. So tighten them really tight, then release, and you'll feel your toes relax. And then your calves, you tighten and release, and you work all the muscles in your legs, going up to your abdomen, your arms, all the way up to your forehead. You can even do this to help you go to sleep at night. But the idea is to be intentionally relaxing the muscles, and you get better at it with time. Eventually, you don't even need to tighten the muscles because you'll know what it feels like just to relax them. And doing this sort of practice of relaxation is also going to work as a coping tool for those of you who tend to carry stress in your muscles during the day. So like if your kid is having a meltdown and when you know when it, what it feels like to release tight muscles like your shoulders, 
you can begin doing that for yourself in the moment when your child is freaking out. So it's a great coping skill. I use it all frequently throughout the day. It just gives you awareness to your muscles and helps you melt them. And you can teach this coping skill to your kids too. It's kind of a fun activity. You can look up some kid videos on YouTube to teach them. So um, the final building block of health that many people are familiar with is water intake. You've probably heard that water is good for you. (laughs) Um, The recommendation is to drink half your body weight in ounces, which is critical because our bodies are made up of a huge percentage of water. Um, I was just reminded of this yesterday. I had some lab work done and the woman drawing my blood was like, um, have you drank much today? And it was because the, she was having a hard time getting the blood to come out. <laughs> so apparently I was dehydrated. So water helps all of our organs and our body systems function at just a more optimal level. It's basically like a lubricant for those systems. So if we're dehydrated, many systems start to get wonky and it creates problems and it steals our energy. <laughs> believe it or not. So my best recommendation for increasing your water intake is to get just like a cute see-through cup that you're going to love carrying around with you. Take it everywhere and drink it often. (laughs) Bring it with you to every room you're in in your house. Um, Any place you go, you are going to be best buddies with this cup. Anyone who knows me in person knows I have a water like a water cup with me at all times. Currently my water is sitting by me right now. It's this cute customized Purdue cup that I had made for me and I love carrying it everywhere because it's so cute um but I have it with me at all times and here's the thing I so I would hear often from when I was health coaching I would hear from clients that they were nervous to start drinking a lot more water because then they'd be going to the bathroom all the time um especially if they had a job and they worked they were really worried about this and so Yes, initially, this is true. You're going to be going to the bathroom a lot more in the beginning when you start drinking more water because what actually happens is your body has stored up all of this extra water like you're a camel. So your body literally doesn't trust you that you're ever going to drink water again because you haven't been doing it. (laughs) So it's just storing it up for survival. So what happens when you start regularly drinking water is that your body begins to trust that water is going to continue coming. So it starts to release those water stores in your body, which is essentially what we think of as bloating. So you're not only going to be going to the bathroom for the water you drink, but also the bloating that's leaving your body. So the good news is that that stage doesn't last forever. It's not a forever situation and eventually you will feel less bloated, which is a winner. And you also won't be in the bathroom quite as much, but I mean, you still probably will be more than you were. Um, so the benefits of drinking more water are far going to outweigh the trips to the bathroom. So I highly recommend it. It's really not that big of a deal. It's all in your head. It's just, and I think it's just a silly excuse. So water is your new best buddy. So go find a new cup. (laughs) Okay. So, um, wow, we covered a lot today. Um, and we have even more next week, but today we learned that the basics that we want to make sure we've got in order is that you're drinking enough water, getting good sleep, allowing your body to relax, exercising regularly throughout the week and getting the right nutrition easy, right? (laughs) I know it's a lot to think about and 
remember you can head to my blog to see all these ideas written out for you. So your action step for the week is to pick one area you want to see improve. So exercise, nutrition, sleep, water, relaxation. Pick just one of these, do it for one week or one month, however long you need to just feel good about getting that one under your belt. And now I will say if you're feeling extremely burned out physically, sleep is definitely a number one priority. So I would start there because remember your, your body needs sleep to heal itself and function at all. But if you are already getting good sleep, move on to another one. You are, I want you to basically think that you are scaffolding the process for yourself, which means you're adding another layer once that first layer is established. So start with one baby step this week, stay committed to that little change, and then add another one. And remember, I'm here for accountability, problem solving, support in your journey. Sometimes we just need someone to take a look at our life and help us see the things that we're missing. So I just think sometimes we're too close to see what's going on. And like we've talked about, it's often a little tweak in our mindset that can change everything and set you free to move forward and claiming your health. So please reach out to me. Um, You can do that via email at Angela at AngelaJoyEvans.com. And I can send you my current coaching menu so we can chat. Um, now next week, I've mentioned a couple times now, I'm super excited because we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and I'm going to share with you my story about what I learned beyond being a health coach. Um, I used to think I knew what it meant to be healthy with these basics, but over the last year specifically, I discovered there were so many other building blocks that were contributing to my body's burnout. So I'm going to share those with you more next week. But... Until then, I want to send you off today with a prayer. Lord God, thank you for being the healer of all healers. I know there may be a mom who's listening right now that has been really struggling in her physical health and just feels completely depleted. Lord, you see her and you see what has been a part of her journey and what has led her here. And you've seen every frustrating attempt she's made to get healthy. And Lord, I just pray that this would be a turning point for her pray that she would make today the day that she says enough is enough, that no longer allows her mind to be the boss and that she no longer blames her circumstances. God, I pray that you would just come alongside her and give her bravery to take ownership of her life and her health for the sake of her family, her earthly experience, and God, ultimately for your glory. Lord, thank you for being a God who wants to equip us and give us strength Would you be the wind in our sails this week? I pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, ladies. Hey, Mama. If you want to get more connected, we actually have a Facebook group where we talk further about topics discussed here on the podcast. You can find that by searching Facebook for the Mom Joy Podcast Community, or it's also linked in the show notes. And another way to stay connected is to follow me on Instagram at AngelaJoyEvans. And if this episode meant something to you, I would love it so much if you take a screenshot of the episode, tag me, and share in your stories what you learned. I love to hear from you ladies what is helpful and what you want more of. And when you share with your friends about the podcast, it helps more mamas get connected to mom joy. I love you ladies so much, and I can't wait to connect with you more over on Instagram and Facebook.